We are going to talk about investing today. Hopefully, there will be some light moments in there. It's also going to be kind of serious. It will sound maybe a little bit heavy-handed, but I'm trying to make it fun. We've got some fun things to talk about, and the whole point of Be Rich, which is what we're doing this month, is to ask for a bunch of money and then give it all away to causes both near and far. And if you're here for the first time, either here in person or online, we've had two weeks already of this. And to look back at what Pastor Taylor and then his guest, our guest Ken Young, said, um, past, I'm going to wildly summarize, make it very short. If you want to see the full thing, you can go to our app or you can go to, if you type into Google Infused Church Vimeo, you can check out the full sermon. They will do much better justice as to some topics about giving about um, generosity than I can. But before I get started with that, I'll tell you a little bit about me, if you want to throw that picture up there. Yes, this is my beautiful family. As Taylor makes the joke, this is the one photo where most of us were smiling. I don't, we didn't even get all smiles. If you look at Chloe there, that was the moment where she was least not smiling, right? By my wife, Elise, and I have four kids, Tristan and Gabriel, and then Chloe and Eloise, the twins. We've been here at Infuse for about three years. We love it. We, uh, we moved to Tiffin about what was it, like five years ago or so, and we drove into the parking lot. I don't know if any of you have had this experience, but we drove into the parking lot. It was summer. There weren't a lot of cars here, and we're like, ah, I don't know if we want to go here. I don't know if we want to be seen. I don't know if we, if we can't sit in the back and, and just sneak out at the end, um, so we, we left, and then we came back after a number of years after feeling lost and like not seen, and then we came here, and we got greeted, and we got involved, so we're very happy to be here. We feel blessed by it, to be part of this community, and that's what we do here at Infuse. We're a group of people exploring faith and finding community together, and we're also imperfect people. That's an important part of it. We'll get to that later. Um, but to summarize the last two weeks of what Be Rich was all about, Taylor talked about um, what have we really earned in life, and the example that he had is like your hands. That one stuck with me. Did, did any of us really earn our hands or our arms or the bodies that we have um, did anybody really work to make that happen? Sure, we had to eat and we had to make sure to go to our physicals, but the process of growing and becoming a human being and being given all of these gifts and abilities that we have, that just kind of comes. And the, like, the checks from your grandma in the mail that you got over the years or whatever those other things that you were given that you didn't earn, um, there's a lot of those examples in our lives. And then in light of that, what do we give to other people in that same way? And that's one of the things that uh, Jesus calls us to do. So the next week, another perspective around generosity was one of our, from one of our partners called Ken Young, And he went down to Haiti in, after a natural disaster, I think it was early 2010s, and was flying medical supplies across from Florida over to Haiti and would just fly back and forth delivering all kinds of supplies to help with this. And then the last day was put in a position where he got to meet somebody that he knew who was helping start an orphanage and was struck by the need there. And if you, if you weren't here last week, I highly encourage you to go watch that. Just watch the snippet where Ken's talking about his journey and just like having a, a mother hand you her child on the street and not it wasn't that like you just want to kiss on the head or something like that. It was, this is my child, and I know that you can take care of them better than I can. Would you take my child? And he, in that moment, knew that he needed to respond in some sort of way, and so has created a whole team of people called Go Serve Global, and they're helping with orphanages and all kinds of things across the world, including Haiti. And we'll talk about what our part can be in that um, through this year's Be Rich campaign. 
But the point of that was that the point that I took away from that uh, here on the next slide is that one of the things that um, James, one of this is Jesus' brother actually, and he says, religion that God our Father accepts is pure and faultless as this, and this is Ken's quote, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. There are people who just don't have the same opportunities that we do, people who are without resources, who um, aren't totally helpless, but just don't have the things that they need, and we all have an opportunity to pour into that, and that's what he's doing, what GoServe Global is doing, and think about the whole person, right? It's not just... Um, some eternal soul and we want you to buy eternal fire insurance so you don't go to hell, right? That's not what it's about. It's investing in the whole person both now and for eternity, making sure that those folks who are over in Haiti have a place to sleep, food, loving support there, and also have a chance to hear the gospel. So moving on into what we're going to talk about today then, in light of those things, we're going to talk about investing and investing in yourself, investing in other people, and just what we expect to get out of all of this. Because if you, if you go back and listen to what they have to say, it's very clear that there's something we get out of giving to other people. And I just want to dive into that because it's not always super clear. There's some things the Bible says about it that are, um, I don't know, have been confusing to me over the years. So that's what I wanted to spend some time on today. So the first thing that we'll look at is a, uh, an investment policy. Some of you may have something like this through, if you have like a 401k or something like this, there's a lot of gobbledygook here. I have, I have an MBA. I don't understand all of it. Um, but the essence I think I got out of the description that I read is this. If you want to retire by 35 up there on that objective, this will require saving 60% of post-tax income and earning an average of 7% inflation adjusted from investments. That's not happening for whoever this is right now. <laughs> Investments are bad. But the plan is to retire by 35. And so he's pouring, or she is pouring time and energy and money into this goal, this investment, and expecting to get out of it, retiring by 35. That sounds nice, right? We, we could all get, maybe get behind retiring by 35. The next thing that we've got here is a, a house. And, and let me look at my notes here. This is a house in California. Looks pretty okay. I, would, I, would, I could handle a pool like that and uh, a lot of space. I don't know if I'd want to clean it, though. But the person who bought this, uh, let's see, it is at 12255 Sky Lane, Los Angeles, California. It has seven beds, 11 baths. Clearly, it's for entertaining when you have four more baths than beds. 16,700 square feet. It is a giant depreciating asset for anybody who is thinking about investments. But you're getting other things out of it, right? You're getting a lifestyle. You're entertaining your celebrity friends, I imagine. There's some level of, I put a 20, what was it? 21, $23.5 million into this thing and whatever it takes to do the upkeep, but you're getting something out of it um, in a temporal sort of sense. So the next slide is... Uh, Jesus on investment. So Disciple Matthew wrote down what Jesus had to say, and this was one of the investment policies that can be found in the Bible. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You've probably seen this somewhere. You may have seen it at the bottom of some letter from some Christian organization that's encouraging you to give $35 a month to support whatever. It is definitely a picture 
of what investment, of, of a sort of investment policy, but it's also something where you're like, yeah, but I also have to live now, right? Like my heart is also here with the people that are around me, my family, my own life. Um, am I investing everything in the future and just living in poverty now? And so that's something that the, as, as the disciples, as the people who follow Jesus went on, they had to wrestle with. And so Paul, one of uh, Jesus' disciples who came a little bit later, had this to say as he was working out what this means in real life. So command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, and this is where we got the title for this series, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of life, the life that is truly life. And so he was working this out, right? How does, how does this work? If we're putting everything into what God says we should do, if we're giving to the church, if we're giving to other people, if we're spending all our time sharing the gospel with other people, what do I get out of it? And his sum up there at the end is that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. But what does that actually mean? So on the next slide, I copped this also from a guy called, uh, let's see, I want to make, make sure it's right, uh, Randy Alcorn wrote a really good book called The Treasure Principle. If you want to go to the next one, there's a, there's a dot there, and then there's a line. The dot is present, universe, time, whatever. And uh, at the end of that, if you have studied uh, physics, there's the heat death of the universe, right? Everything ends. This is, this is the part where it gets very serious. Everything stops, something happens, end of time, second coming. And if you're, whether you're Christian or not, there's, there's an end to this. And the question is, what comes after that? And that's something that we all have to wrestle with. I have my own answer. I'm not going to give you an answer. That's something we all have to look into for ourselves. I know pastors Taylor and Stephanie would love to provide resources, go the distance with you if that's something you want to explore. But I don't know that any of us, knowing who we are and the value we each, we each have and the thoughts we have, can live with that it's just the end, like it just stops. And so one version of that is that there's some version of eternity, and it keeps going. And the question is, what's left after all of this goes away, after our money goes away, after the, the houses that we've invested in, after, um, after, I don't know, what your hobbies that we have, the, the fun things that we do, the things that we put our money and energy and time into, what's left after that? And the answer, I'll just give you the answer, I'll give you a second to think about it, but it's us. Right? If you go with that the only thing that we have is us, after all of this stuff ends, we're going to be the things that are left going on for eternity. And if you haven't heard this before from the Bible, I'm going to, again, vastly summarize a whole bunch of things that Jesus and his disciples and, and the whole biblical story says, and that is you are valuable. And I think that's something that is really really good news for all of us. And it's something to keep in mind as we're going through our daily lives. You're valuable. You matter. And the, the, it, the reminder of this is uh, one of the examples is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son that none of us 
should perish but have eternal life. And if you look throughout the biblical story, that's one of the main focuses, is that each of us, whatever we've done, even if we're broken, even if we've made terrible choices, if you look at like King David, for example, there is immense value in each of us. And that's what I want to focus on today in terms of investment, that whatever we spend our time, whatever we spend our energy, our money, our life on, it's not to ask this question, and that is, what are we investing in? I encourage you instead to think about who are you investing in? And that's both ourselves and that's the people around us. Uh, if you've been here for a couple of weeks, Pastor Taylor had a great, when he came back from his sabbatical, I think it was beginning of October, like the 7th, um, he encouraged us all to, to take that little note card that has all of your neighbors around there and find out something about them. Find out their names as a basic starting place. Find out what their hobbies are, what they do during the day, and then find out, like, just start asking more questions. Find out what their hopes and dreams are for the future. And that's a version of investing in someone. But there are people in all kinds of ways in our lives. There are neighbors, there's the people who sit next to us, there's the kids that we have in our lives, um, in whatever way, shape, or form that is. Are we spending time with them? Are we watching out for them? Are we thinking about both their now and their eternity? And so I invite, I'm gonna give you three opportunities today to take action based on that. And if we have an agenda here, it's, we've been pretty transparent. We are asking for money to give it all away. And if you want to be part of that, great. But it's not the only way. And I, I want to focus on that because I get up here and I talk about generosity a lot of weeks. And we ask that you support the church and that you're, you're part of the team if that's the thing that you want to be part of. Um, but money is not the only thing. There's so many more things that we can give to the other people in our lives and to our communities, wherever we are. So hear that there's an opportunity there, but there's opportunities in all kinds of ways. Um, and I want to make sure that we all remember that, that money is just one of the many ways. So I want to celebrate a little bit. There are lots of people who have given to Be Rich already, and there's a nice big number associated with that, and that is, drumroll please. Number $9,821. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome because it means that we're going to be investing in people's lives. And if, so if we go to the next slide, um, forgive me if you've heard all this. I'll try to summarize real quickly. Um, this is the way we're splitting up our goal. And our goal is $14,500. Uh, down in kids, they're, raising four, they're shooting to raise 400 of that $14,500. And what, these, what this is going to is we've worked, we have relationships with folks here uh, within the school district, we have relationships with folks here in Tiffin. We have this relationship with GoServe Global. And we ask them, what do you need? What are the opportunities to, to serve our neighbors? And so here in Tiffin, there are folks who just are a, like a month or two months behind. They just can't make their utility bills and they're balancing. Do we put food on the table or do we pay the utility bills? There's $596 last time we talked to them. We'd love to cover all of that and give them money to help cover that and say, when somebody calls and says, I just can't make this month, they say, there's a group of folks here in town who covered that for you. Don't worry about it. So that's what that piece is, Neighbors and Tiffin. Ministry scholarships, there's folks here who are investing in reaching other people who are putting time and energy beyond their day jobs or beyond what they do to support themselves to um, reach people 
with the gospel. And so we'd love to have, we, we want to have some scholarships for if you're studying, if you have a ministry idea, whatever that is, if you have that idea, send Pastor Taylor a, an email, taylor at infuse.church, and he would love to get in touch with you about what that scholarship process would look like. But to do that, we're going to invest in that through this campaign. Here at the schools, they have a bunch of counselors who are doing a lot of work every week, every month of connecting with students and providing them those emotional resources and getting them through the day and helping them become the people that they can be. But there's also physical needs, right, that go with that, like the food that goes home for kids who are food insecure or extra notebooks. And we ask them, what do you need in terms of your like financial war chest? What do you need to do the work that you need to do better? And they said, every winter we have 100 students who come without snow boots and snow pants, and we want to give them the opportunity to go out there and play with their friends and have a good time in the winter. And so they said $5,000 would go a long ways towards covering that and allow them to do all the other stuff that they do through the year. So that's that. And then Go Serve Global, there are about 45, 50 orphans in an orphanage over in Haiti who are sleeping on cardboard right now, and for $6,000, we can get them all mattresses. And it's a very tangible way of, in addition to the love and support that they're getting from the folks who are running the orphanage, having this physical thing that will help them sleep better and feel loved and supported by a bunch of folks from halfway across the world. And again, I encourage you to go back and check out Ken's message because it is, I cannot do it justice myself. It is really powerful. So that's the opportunity there. If you want to be part of Be Rich, there's a link on the page right here. I'll sit on this for a second um, while I tell a story. So Reba is part of our community here. She's been part of Infuse for a couple of years now and has been in, like, you've probably met her at some point. Uh, she may have been at the concession stand for one of the movies, um, and she's, she's just wonderful. But this year has been really hard for her haven't seen her for a while. She said that everything that has, I asked her, so why'd you give this gift? Because it was generous and just wanted to say thank you. And if I haven't gotten to you yet with a specific thank you, it is coming. <laughs> That's, thank you, whether you're online, here in person. Um, but I texted her and said, hey, thanks so much. What prompted this? And she said, everything that has gone wrong this year, or everything that could go wrong, it feels like is going wrong. And I if you haven't been there yet, I hope that you don't get there, but we are all human, right? We're imperfect people. We live in a broken world. You're going to be there at some point. And she said that being able to give and support other people and bring some joy brought her joy. And that, that's not to say that that has to be your story, that, has, that that's not your motivation, but for her, that was how God was moving in her life. And it's really cool to see and hear those stories. Um, so if it's right for you, whip out your phone, take a picture. There's also three other ways to give. You can pledge if you want to do something over the course of the year. There should be a link up on this. Yes. Uh, yeah, pledge infuse.church slash be rich, and then a check app online. The other thing that I'll encourage you to take action on, if uh, this, or maybe in addition to this, if, if it's right for you, back at the back of the room, there's a little lit up tree back there. And we do something every year called the Giving Tree. And again, our partner over at the CCA schools, Ashley, is so great and has coordinated a lot of this with uh, Gina, who's part of the team here, to find those individual asks from families who need something. Like, they just can't cover whatever it is. Um, it could be a present. It could be a hat. It could be something where there's a whole range of things. And if you go to that tree, you can grab a tag 
and then bring gifts back here by December 11th. If you're online or if you're here in person, you can go to infuse.church slash giving tree and shop online the, the, the traditional way these days. Order something and have it sent, and it will say Gina Smothers. She's wonderful. We don't actually have a physical address, the, one of the joys of being a church that only has a P.O. box. So we had to send it to an actual person, and Gina was kind enough to gather all of the presents. So if you're shopping online and you see Gina there, that's the right person. If you want to go meet her, she'll be back there at the end of the service. Um, but that's another opportunity. And if you have neighbors and friends who want to be part of helping make this a wonderful community to live in, to support other people, whether or not they go to Infuse, you could say something like, hey, I heard about this cool thing. If you want to support folks here in the community through this giving tree, go to Hometown Nutrition, and then there's a bunch of those little tags there as well, or you can, or you can send them the link too. And the last thing I'll say, like I said earlier, is that the question that we can ask ourselves is not how much can we give or what amount of money um, or what should I sacrifice? Because to be real, there is an element of sacrifice whenever you're giving, right? There's something that you're foregoing, some opportunity, like you're cutting into, like if you think about it this way, you're cutting into your retirement or you're cutting into the fun stuff that you'd be able to do. And there's an, there's, that's definitely a real thing. And that's something that um, the Bible calls us to. Like Jesus was very upfront. He said, take up your cross and follow me. It's not especially like a fun message, right? Because it's literally an instrument of torture and death. And he was using that very intentionally. But it's also true that there's so much that we get out of investing in this way. So that's just what I want to leave you with here at the end, is that as you invest in people, it's going to change you. It changes us. And beyond the money, there's so many other things that we can give. There's our time that we spend with our friends. There's getting to know people, like Pastor Taylor has encouraged us to do with our neighbors. There's the time that you put into your kids, the blessings that you speak over people to say, you are a valuable person. I see this thing that you do, and it's so wonderful. Those few words can make all the difference to someone when they're having a down day or just an affirmation that, yeah, you're putting in this time and this effort and the sacrifice, but it truly matters either to you or you can see how it matters to somebody else in their life. Um, and that is a deeply meaningful thing. And I encourage you to think about how you can go and do that this week. So I'm going to close us in prayer here. God, you've given us so much. And whether or not we're aware of it sometimes, we've been blessed with things that we didn't earn. We also work really, really hard to get the things that we need and to have all of the things that we want our family to have. But ultimately, we know that you value us and you care about us. And that's what you want us to think about for other people too. And so as we go out into this week, help us to remember that we are valued by you as we deal with our hurt, our pain, and our brokenness, and we feel like we don't have anything to give at the end of a long day, help us to take that rest time. Help us to feel supported. Help us to look for that refill from you and from the loving people in our lives, but then to also look at how we can be that for other people. You sent your son 
to start a church. Not a bunch of places, not a bunch of organizations with budgets and things like that, but a bunch of people who are out there saying that everyone is valued and that you care about us now and for eternity. And that's what we can do for each other. So I pray that as we wrestle with the things that you've asked us to do, the things that we're encouraged to do, that you can see how we can be part of your church and that we can go out and make a difference this week. In your name we pray. Amen.